0: I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan.
1: And I'm Valerie. And today
2: we went back in time a little bit with our mostly chronological uh, shorts watching back to 1930 to watch a talk cartoon that we missed. Uh, This one's called Swing You Sinners featuring uh, Bimbo, who we later see becomes uh, Betty Boop's boyfriend for a while. Um, This is I think we've seen like three different designs for maybe four for this character now. Cause his design was very much in flux for a while. Who would like to give a brief spoiler free plot synopsis? I'll do it. <laughs> Bimbo uh, is trying to steal a chicken and then a cop is like, Hey, don't do that. And is coming after him. And then he gets into a graveyard and the door locks behind him and a bunch of uh, scary ghosts and ghouls uh, sing at him and terrorize him about stealing chickens. That's the cartoon. Yeah. That's it. Um, it's wild though. What did we think of this cartoon?
0: It was good. It was, uh, poor rough man. Don't steal. Woo. (laughs) It's like kind of, uh, don't know if the, um, penalty
1: fit the crime, but you know, (laughs) well, I, it, it, the song seemed to have brought up other things that he did that we hadn't seen. So maybe this was like a culmination of a life of, uh, Crime and um, bad doings.
2: Yeah, bad doings.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I could see that. This
2: this seems like a... It's a, it's a little bit like a Christmas Carol in that it seems to be a bunch of spirits being like, quit while you're ahead or things are going to go real bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe they do at the end. It's a little unclear. It gets wild, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah,
0: because there was literally the line about something about the body. And it's like, there's going to be nothing left.
2: (laughs) No, some of those spirits are getting violent. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get specific. So uh, this cartoon was actually animated by a completely new staff who had never worked in animation before because the studio had to replace some animators who quit. And that's probably part of why it's so wild. But honestly... That gives it a lot of charm, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do we think of the characters, but mostly like, and the story, but mostly like animation is that we're going to include it here because that's kind of like the main thing here.
0: To me, there was a lot of really interesting things with shadow, with things morphing into other things, uh, with things transforming into other things and even melting kind of like in fusing, I guess might be a better word. Yeah. It was really creepy and, and good, it, it, and it was it was non-stop action. Uh, you know, there were some repeat movements with a few things, but for the most part, it just kept moving forward and just almost escalating.
1: Yeah, I think the beginning was a bit slow before we got into the cemetery, uh, especially the chasing between the uh, cop and bimbo. There were some funny gags, but I think... Uh,
2: including us, us being like as uh, Banjo Kazooie because the chicken was like in his shirt uh, uh, in the back and then started like walking, so yeah. with him still like carried on it.
1: In the beginning, I liked the the little beat. Him and the chicken were walking to the beat. It wasn't like a a regular uh, on every beat kind of um, music, but. <sighs> whatever pattern it was, they made him like be on his tiptoes. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I really like that. It being an older cartoon, there were some of the making the metaphorical literal to kind of communicate where he had cold feet. So ice appeared on his feet, where the uh, cop uh, took his hat and and put it in front of something and it turned into a horn, which I guess isn't quite metaphorical, literal, more of the morphing thing. So there was some older kind of visual vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, interesting to go back to. The the designs of the ghosts, I it was waffling to me between like simple, but the uh, animation for what they were saying was very, you know, on point with how the lips were moving and all of that. I don't know, there's a lot of variety. Maybe inconsistent, though?
2: Yeah, but I think that is part of the charm. I I think this works best being inconsistent. And it it stays consistent enough in the opening and then becomes more and more deranged Mm -hmm. that it really, like fits. I, th- I think the name of the game for this one is Escalation of like it kind of starting small and petty. There's him and a chicken. They fight a bit. A cop's introduced. It's it's still kind of slow. He gets to the graveyard and creepy stuff starts happening. By the time he gets to the barn, it's like a full jazz tune starts playing and everything's coming out of the woodwork to uh, sing and spook him. It's it's just it gets more and more and more as it goes on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and again, very interesting, uh, I guess, squash and stretch. Is that what it would be? No. Oh, no. There wouldn't be that?
2: Squash and stretch is a really particular animation term that is actually about more realistic movement. So, or, yeah, it's a Disney thing and it's not, it doesn't exist yet.
0: Okay. Uh, well, that being said, the chicken would change proportions. <laughs> so yes. At one point when... Bimbo was trying to catch the chicken and then it stretched its, its uh, legs just grew extremely tall and stretched all the way up. So then he was trying to grab and catch its legs and then it compacted it, like withdrew its legs and became com- compact again. Um, and then there was uh, some shenanigans when they got to the hen house where they got into this fight. It played this interesting kind of music. I mean, even more than them going along the beat. I just mean it, it went into some kind of interesting, uh, kind of music thing and they, and and it showed them like in a fight. So it was just kind of them tumbling over each other and kind of a blob is what the animation was. But then like, then he would have the chicken would have his clothes on or vice versa. You know, I don't know. Mm And they kept changing uh, with that. So it it was just really fun. Um, And then it picked up its pace when he got to the graveyard, but he, it was so So neat and creepy because he, not only did he go in there, and I want to say he first went in like an iron gate or something into the graveyard, but then it morphed into like a... Just a stone um, wall a, brick, a stone wall. Um, yeah. And, and then the, you know, the gravestones would start morphing into things. And then when we got to the barn, I talked about the shadow work. I mean, there would be these creepy looking hand shadows that would come out. Even the hay bell, there was our, like a haystack with a pitchfork morphed into something. So yeah, it just got wilder and wilder.
2: What did you guys think about the the sound design, sound effects, but also especially the music? I feel like we touched on it some, but there's a lot of singing in this one. I'm glad
0: I was able to understand, you know, some of the messages. And that's why I was like, whew, this is tough. Because, I mean, you know, again, they were just like, you need... I don't know if they were like... I don't know if they said repent, but basically they would... They were saying it, stuff in that vein, Yeah, definitely. and talking about, you know all the things that he did that he should be sorry for. And then like they were having a conversation at one point about something with, you know, there's not going to be, uh, you know, something with his body or, and one was saying there's not going to be anything left. And it just got, I mean, they're, rubber bra- and
2: rubber. they're brandishing knives and stuff yeah. at him too. <laughs> later in there. Like, yeah, there's some, th- some threats of bodily harm slash death here. <laughs> um, one of my favorite little, um, combo animation and audio gags was actually where the uh, cop was uh, following him and when there'd be a certain horn part that would play and it cut to the cop and he was like mouthing along mm. to the horn music as if that was him making the horn sound and then it went back to bimbo and then when it be- went back to him again he what he like started actually like playing a horn i think something morphed into a horn for him or whatever um and that was very that was cute to me i liked that <laughs> it's like the cop is, re- is represented in the music by this horn right now
0: and I did like the actual music and the jazz music, and especially the beats we talked about, Bimbo and the chicken going to, and it, it just was really. I, I thought the synch- synchronization was really well done uh, because it. I don't know. It just went really well. In fact, I found myself kind of bobbing and weaving to you know to it.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think in the in the beginning there's not as much music, but there's some. In the middle, it's kind of slower and i think going for like a spooky or unnerving thing and then when he gets into the barn it kind of picks up into like this full-on like jazz number which is where you start hearing them sing the title of the short swing you sinners and where that kind of chorus comes in what made you have us go back let's go to the part that our podcast is named after how's it hold up this is i am answering your question <laughs> um first of all uh for as far as um problematic potentially stuff before i get to legacy which is the answer to your question there's definitely a couple of of things in here like like ghosts with kind of big lips that feel questionable it's unclear if like for sure there's racial stereotypes happening here with some of that but it's definitely questionable. Um, and then there's also uh, notably a couple of uh, Jewish ones too. Yeah. Animator Colhane states in his memoirs that he that though he created and animated what might be construed as a stereotype caricature of a Jew with a black beard, huge nose, and a derby, the studio's atmosphere and its mixed ethnic crew made the depiction completely acceptable to all the Jews in the studio. He wants to assure us. Okay. Uh, the oh caricature. The character is also uh, in question. Is a reference to a particular uh, Jewish American comedian named Max Davidson.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, uh, up to you, Jewish people, if you uh, are don't like it, completely understandable. There, there's some iffy stuff in here. Um, none of it was too too much to like, really take me out of the cartoon, but definitely some stuff where I was kind of like, I don't know if you should draw this like that. Yeah. <laughs> As for legacy. This uh, short's pretty influential. Um, for instance, uh, John Crick creator of Ren and Stimpy and alleged groomer of young women, named this short as one of his favorite cartoons. Uh, despite that alleged thing I mentioned, the reason that that's worth mentioning is because Ren and Stimpy itself was a hugely influential cartoon, especially stylistically. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly taking stuff from here, like with the the... Um, extreme morphing of characters and stuff like that. Some of that is clearly influenced by this. Yeah,
1: honestly, I can see it with how the characters talk and when the mouths go, like, extend in a particular way. I can see the, the line between this short and that.
2: And then also, video game developers Chad and Jared Moldenhauer based the atmosphere of their game Cuphead on several Fleischer cartoons, sure. including this one. Chad called Fleischer Studios the the magnetic north of his art style. <laughs> the in game achievement for defeating the game's final boss is in fact named Swing You Center.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, okay. and I, I think. We've, I think, we've mentioned some how, just kind of in general, a lot of old Fleischer cartoons are very influential to modern artists because it's so they're so often different <laughs> from ways that you're taught in school to animate and what is commonly seen in media now. And mm-hmm. it's really fun that people on uh, on a large spectrum, including. John crick Feluci, uh, video game developers. Uh, I think I've mentioned before that um, Rebecca Sugar takes inspiration from some of this stuff. Like, this is why we I do this, I guess, is because, like, the history of these cartoons is important in terms of understanding current stuff, too. Like, animators go back and they do watch these really old things. And what they see isn't, oh... They just weren't good enough at animating yet. What they see is, oh, this is what stuff can be when kind of unshackled from like the stuff I was taught. And how do I combine what I was taught, which isn't bad. It's not like they're being taught bad things in art school, but could be perhaps more rigid in some ways and especially influenced by Disney animation um, and combine it with this weird, wacky stuff that I want to capture some of that essence of. Yeah, I just think it's neat. That's the that's the reason I have this (laughs) that I wanted to make this podcast with y'all. I think animation's neat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it kind of it devolves at the end because you're you're having set locations. You have the barn but then the sense of the barn goes away and it's just
2: Yeah, they like go on a march.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just faces and and figures.
2: They seem to like march into a cave almost and then it's just a black background yeah. like you're saying.
1: And I'm wondering you you were kind of you had kind of given us a sense of a sense of time with this uh where it is after
2: after Betty Boop's first appearance. Right, in the um, restaurant. But before a lot of the other ones that we've seen, like Bum Bandit or Bimbo's Initiation.
1: Where was the one where they ran into the cave? Where-
2: That's even later. That's Minnie the Moocher.
1: Yeah, Minnie the Moocher. So, Which so I think
2: is maybe 32?
1: I can see the line from this to Minnie the Moocher, of course. But also with Fleischer, in the one where... Uh, That's Fleischer, right? Where the clown goes into, like, space? Yeah. I think that was the one where this ending that doesn't have a sense of place, that kind of feels tied together as well. So it is interesting to, you know, see pieces of all the Fleischer's what is it over? Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the,
1: the pieces of Fleischer's work within each other. And,
2: and frustratingly, like all Fleischer cartoons are the director is Dave Fleischer. And like, I feel like that's a really simple way to look at it in terms of, I don't think he was the only one with major creative input in these cartoons, but the way that they're credited makes you feel that way. Yeah, Like we often don't know, or it's not easy to find who exactly the animators were? Even one of my fun facts about the being a completely new staff of animators, because uh, the studio had to replace some that quit. I don't know who they are exactly. They I might to. might be able to find some of that, but it can be harder. And then it's like, yes, they were animators. How much creative input? Like, is this all Dave Fleischer? As far as concepts, there were two who's names on the what? front of that short. Yeah, and it's 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 hard to know who's bringing what to
1: it. Yeah, but it's a directed by Fleischer and I forget who the animators were. Yeah. But they were credited two of them. Two so that at that,
2: least, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I I'm assumed that that's not all of them.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it varies and and I have no idea, but it's it's the Fleischer oeuvre as you say. Uh I think I said that word completely wrong. I'm going to move forward. Um <laughs> How many
1: ways can we say Uvra? <laughs>
2: <laughs> just going to move forward. <laughs> um is so eclectic, and there's such highs and such lows and such middles, and it's like so hard to tell what comes from where, what makes it good or not in terms of who's working on it. I don't know, um, but I'm glad stuff like this exists. For it's, sure, it's wild. Yeah,
1: it's good to see the the big swings that get taken. Having now
2: watched the talk cartoons around this, like, nothing else is this wild either. Like, this is Mm -hmm. an outlier in that time period.
0: Yeah. And this is random. uh, Well, but I wish I'd even mentioned it earlier, is... In the graveyard, I think it was in the graveyard part, or I don't know if it was the very end, but there's basically a grave that he's standing on that looks like very cushy, kind of with, with grass. But then a body forms, like, out of the grass. So you don't see it, but you just see the outline of a body that then turns over and almost like it's sleeping. And I don't know why. That was just really creepy to me.
2: No, there's a lot of stuff in Hitler that's, that's kind of creepy. Um, and... <laughs> I hate to keep bringing him up, but John uh kind of compared this cartoon to uh, Disney's um, Silly Symphony, The Skeleton Dance, mm. which they're they're relatively close in terms of when they came out, like within a year or two. Uh-huh. Um, and and it's like this is the better short, and I agree. But like Skeleton Dance is also good for what it is. It's go. It's a much more Disney style spooky, whereas this is. An unhinged fly shirt, kind of yeah. spooky. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: to each their own, you know. Yeah, I think unhinged is a good word for it because it just whoa. It it's gets like, it's it just gets wild. It yeah. just goes it goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like halfway through the cartoon, I'm like, this is a this is a pretty good cartoon. Uh, but then then like almost at the end, I'm like, this cartoon's all like. So over the top. It's ridiculous. To uh, me, it's
0: wilder even than the the one, the Flesher. It wasn't, I guess, the, the initiation, but it was the one they go into the cave. Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, Minnie the Moocher. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. I think it, it got even
1: wilder than that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite part of the cartoon?
1: For me, I think it was, out of everything, probably the chase between Bimbo and the cop. There were some good parts, but I think it was a bit slow overall compared to everything else. I agree. I agree. I think that's the only part that went on a little too long
0: for me.
2: I don't know. The Banjo-Kazooie gag and the thing with um, the music matching up to the, the cop doing stuff was pretty funny to me. I think for me, it's actually a little bit of the like kind of very middle after the graveyard, but kind of before the graveyard walls kind of closed in and encircled him and he ran towards the barn or whatever. It, it gets a little slow for me. Like some of it's it, there's some singing and some kind of spooky stuff. Like I'm not unentertained, but it loses a little bit of the pace for me. It almost feels sometimes like a de-escalation from before. Um It's still good, but I, I think that's, Probably my least favorite. I think the whole short's good, though. So, you know. What was your favorite moment in the cartoon? Uh, easy for me. Once he gets to that barnyard, stuff goes just so hard. It's great from then on.
0: <laughs> I think for me, it's either it's either the graveyard, um, the iron gate that he came in morphing into then a brick wall. It was just like, oh, what? Um, and then that combo of... Again, there being a a um the ground, the plot in front of a gravestone that all of a sudden you see a body, um but it's still underneath the ground. So it's just this this form, and then it turns over because those were just, I don't know, they just really stood out in my mind,
1: yeah, it, it's tough to say. I think I'll go with um when Bimbo gets into the barn and uh, I, I'll say the stuff in the barn.
2: Who was your least favorite character? Ooh, I'm gonna characters. classify the characters as obviously Bimbo, the cop, the chicken, and the ghouls and ghosts. I don't know that I can differentiate the ghouls and ghosts, really. They're just uh, kind of a big blob of weirdness. I and the chick in the in the obvious chicken ghost thing that does not doesn't count as the chicken. The chicken's only in the beginning of the cartoon. <laughs>
1: Um, 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 yeah, I guess I'll say my cop is the least favorite.
2: Yeah, I think so. I I do like that one music gag with him, but yeah, I guess so. He just not a, not a whole lot going on there. And he just kind of disappears, so...
0: I think I will agree by default because the chicken did so many interesting things yeah. with morphing its body and even scrapping with, with him and, and switching things. And then the ghosts and ghouls were just amazing um, and weird and strange. So, yeah, I, I just I'll say the um, the police, too.
2: And who was your favorite character? Uh, with my classification, it's easily the, the ghosts and ghouls.
1: Yeah. They're, just, they're just wild. For sure. There's I agree. Some great,
2: there's some creatures in there. Mm-hmm. There's some freaks in there. <laughs> it's great. I agree. I do really love that creepy, creepy chicken dance thing. Like it's like just this giant chicken that's just like morphing and shifting in a completely unnatural way. And then like its face like gets closer to the screen. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, That one was a really cool, aren't
2: Yeah, And there's also when during the march, there's this one shot that kind of has like this creature with like this almost like crocodile mouth or something. And like these kind of big feet that's just like walking along. I like that guy. (laughs) I'm a fan of that guy. That guy's my buddy. Oh, gosh. I think. uh, Oh, yeah. There's a. I forget what it's called. It's a it's a indie animated show on YouTube. Ollie and something It's a cat and a girl, I'm forgetting the exact name of it, but there's an episode that is very much like a, a kind of Fleischer jazz music creepy weird stuff parody that's got like stuff uh, like old man on the mountain and stuff like that too as reference points but there's a specific shot where there's a creature that's walking just like that creature (laughs) and I also I have to thank that cartoon for us watching this today because I saw that and then saw in the in the box I think it was like or maybe there was a, a like you know, inspirations for stuff in this cartoon video. I think. I think it was a separate video that mentioned Swing You Sinners. And I was like, I don't know that one. So I w- had to go back and watch it. And I was like, oh yeah, this slaps. So <laughs> thanks, Indie Animation. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, there's there's a couple of kind of questionable things in here um, that I would understand if you're, you know, not too pleased about Um but overall, overall, it's still, I still definitely recommend. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, the short w- was a trip. Like I said, it was a- inconsistent. Uh, y'all talked about it building up to it, but I think it was a little stop and start. But but I think you kind of, with the ones that, that, that do this, I, I think uh, Bimbo's Initiation was probably a more consistent crescendo. Sure. I think many of the Moocher maybe had that issue a little bit like building up to get to it uh, with a little story at the beginning. <laughs> it, I think it's E was feeling equally disconnected of like, how can you get from this uh, thing at the house to this uh, nonsense in the cave? But, but you know, they're all entertaining. So, so yes, I would recommend it as exposing yourself to this, non-Disney very uh, a very different point of view in animation. As for a rating, I will give it uh 3.25. I definitely would recommend. I I think I'm going to go
0: higher. I think I'm going to go to a 4 because it was just so out of the box. There was it was just so wild and there were things that I I haven't seen in other um in other shorts as far as just really thinking outside the box. Um, I love the synchronization between uh the music and the action and even those voices and the creepy the creepy things and just the severity that they're going after the poor um wow. poor Bimbo um, you know, for you know, for stealing a chicken. But I do agree um with um with Valerie earlier commenting that Possibly it was a culmination of of things that he's done. But anyway, it was just such a wild ride. I'm going to go with a four.
2: I am also going to go with a four. It feels a little weird putting this above Benny the Moocher. I think many the Moocher is a more consistent cartoon. And like, up until he goes to the barn house, I think this cartoon's like a three for me. But then it becomes like a five. So I've got to average that to a four. Yeah. <laughs> I I really can't understate how much I enjoy the crescendo end of this. It's mm-hmm. just, it's still like, I watched this again for like the third time maybe. And I'm still like... Surprised by some of the visuals that I see in that final segment. Like, cause I don't, I can't remember all of it. It's just so much weirdness. And th- <laughs> there's a frog that's dancing at one point and like feeling itself at, <laughs> at the end. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing. I just really did. I haven't seen stuff like it, I think. Yeah. And I just really enjoy that end part. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say four. I really recommend it. I I recommend all these weird Fleischer ones pick out the ones that we've said are good on this podcast and watch all of them you'll have a great time so (laughs) thank you all very much for listening yes Thank thank you next time i don't know i'm trying to figure it out i have two weeks to do so hopefully i manage i mean we'll definitely watch another short at some point i have ones i can pick from but I'm trying to figure it out. I've been procrastinating. But um, next time, it'll probably be a short from 1936, is I guess what I'll say. Join us then. Thanks. Bye. 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 Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http://creativecommons.org/licenses/by/3.0. Slash 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 Thanks for listening.